Hello, welcome to Creative Catch-Up, a podcast where myself, Natasha Newton, artist and illustrator, and me, Mel Chadwick, illustrator and designer, will be chatting about running a creative business. Each episode, we'll be diving into a different topic that has come up in our own creative practice. We'll be sharing our experiences, both the ups and downs, struggles and successes, and hopefully give some advice that you'll also find useful. So join us for episode five as we chat about what we do when we have quieter times, how to prepare for them and why we should expect them. Hi, Natasha. Hi, Mel. Great to be chatting with you again. Today, we're going to be talking about the quiet times. So I know in my own practice, there have been, um, well, every year I get a, a time when it's a bit quieter. So should should I be worried? Should I be worried about these quiet times? I don't think you should be worried, but I think everyone does worry. As far as I know, everyone goes through quiet times. Out of interest, what time of the year is quietest for you? Okay, so I normally find just after Christmas, so maybe January and February. Oh, that's interesting. Normally for me, it's the summer. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Traditionally, it's always been the summer that it's the quietest time. But um, I think over the last couple of summers, it hasn't been quite so bad. Yeah. So I don't know why that is. Well, I guess it depends who your clients are or your customers in your case, maybe. I know with my clients, I would have been working on, you know, they would have just launched Christmas stuff and, you know, any projects that would have been kind of okayed in the financial year. So which normally starts in April. By the time of December, I normally find you're at the end of their budgets. Yeah. So I sometimes have to wait until the next financial year then to, to for people to start commissioning new work. So I guess it depends on what kind of markets you're in. And I guess you've got your customers, haven't you? And when they buy your work. In the summer, people are often thinking about other things like, I don't know whether that's going to be the same this year because of what we've all been going through with the pandemic. But um, normally it's, you know, they're thinking about holidays, the children are off school, you know, they have other things on their mind, I think, other than perhaps buying art. So traditionally, I would say June through to September have been my quiet months. And some years it's been really quiet and that's been quite difficult. Yeah, but it seems to be evening out a bit more now as I become more established, I think. And I agree with that as well. Sometimes it does even out a bit more. And I know like even with this pandemic, I had projects that were ready to kind of go. But overnight, the clients basically pulled back on that work. And yeah, it's scary, isn't it, when it happens and you suddenly like, how am I going to? How am I going to make ends meet this month? But I'm just thinking if we're saying we should expect them, how do you prepare yourself for these kind of times? I think if you know it's going to happen, you and there is definitely a pattern to it. I think make the most of it while it's busy and then just know that you are going to go through the quiet time and then line up some work, some projects that you don't get the chance to work on while you're busy with other things and yeah devote some time to those and sort of look to the future rather than worrying about the here and now. I also find that if I'm just completed a work where actually financially it's paid well instead of thinking oh I can spend all that money on 
new, you know, like new equipment or another screen or another device or something. I I have to think in my head, well, uh, this is not usual all the time. I can't expect to have that high amount coming in from every project because I I work with a range of different kind of businesses and clients, you know. So I then would put aside some of that money simply because I know there will be times when it's a bit quieter and I know that I'll have to, you know, draw on that during that time. I think this is the importance of having um, a financial buffer. I've always done this because you never know when, you know, a quiet time could hit at any point. You may have, you know, certain times in the year where you know it's going to be quieter, but it can actually happen at any time and you need to be prepared for that. So you need to have enough money put by to kind of carry you through. And that alone will take some of the stress away because if you're living from month to month, that's kind of a very dangerous way to live because the moment the work stops coming in, you're really in trouble. Rather than being tempted, like you said, to kind of spend that money when it's coming in, you know, put some aside and because it will help in the future when you hit these quiet periods. And I find if I do want to say like I upgrade my equipment and I have upgraded, but maybe or two or three years ago, it had to be really I had to really think about it and where I was going to get that money from and how I was going to repay it back. This is exactly what I'm doing at the moment because I'm about to upgrade my equipment and I'm having to do all of this thinking, yeah, and being very cautious about, you know, is this really the exact thing I need and want and like really thinking it through before I'm, yeah, taking the plunge. I was just thinking what kind of things would you do in your quiet time? I think it's really hard not to panic. Yeah. but um, And it can be a very... It can demotivate you, this panic, you know, so that you're sitting there fretting rather than just getting on with things. But I think what you need to do is you need to start thinking like three months ahead and think, you know, what's coming up? What do I need to be working on? And really dive into those projects that you've wanted to do and haven't had the time to do, whether that's writing a book or, you know, creating a new collection of prints or you know whatever it is if you can just motivate yourself to do that another thing which I am very bad at doing I seem to like love the adrenaline of working on (laughs) projects and deadlines and that kind of thing that gets me excited but I'm not a machine and at some point if I'm always at that level which I'm always kind of producing and working I never have time to rest so I was thinking actually when you have a quiet time rest do you think that's a good thing I do yeah I do because I know what you mean by you can be on this kind of um, treadmill where you're just going and going and going and actually, yeah, maybe a quiet time is a good time to actually just take some time off. Sometimes I feel guilty for taking time off or I feel like, oh, I should be doing something else or oh, I should always be working on something. But actually, sometimes I just need to give myself a break and say, well done. You've managed mm. to actually, you know, <laughs> do, do do all right, you know. And I think sometimes having that attitude as well is really helpful. I know my husband will always say, when I have a quiet time, he said, look, this happened to you last year. You need to remember this is probably going to happen, you mm. know, each year. And just be thankful for what you have had over the year. And, and maybe just take some time off. 
take, yeah, take a little break. Yeah, that's a good attitude. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's always easier to say it, isn't it, than actually implement it in your own life. But if you have got someone who can remind you. Yeah, I think you do need that security, you know, that reassurance from somebody else that, you know, you did go through this last year. Yeah. Um, I know that Dominic has said exactly that to me. So, <laughs> yeah, it really does help because, um, yeah, you can... I don't know. I think you can get things out of proportion. I know I can when something like that happens. Yeah. And it really is important to rest. And I think the new ideas come after you take a little bit of time off sometimes. That's really true. Yeah. Because, yeah, when when you're out and doing something completely different or just resting your mind, that gives you space, doesn't it? It gives you, you can relax and then maybe see things differently or give a chance for something to come into your mind that you wouldn't have had that time. Because if you're busy, busy, busy all the time, you know, you're very focused on what you're working on and you're not really allowing yourself that downtime to just go out and walk and go to art galleries. And, you know, when we could go to art galleries, <laughs> I long to do that again. Um, but yeah, also inspiration can come from so many different areas. And I think you need to live your life for that inspiration to strike. If you're just working, working, working all the time, you're not allowing yourself enough uh, space for that to happen. And that reminds me of that kind of thing where you say creativity comes first and then it pays the bills, not the other way around, you know, because if you were just doing everything just to pay the bills, you could easily just get burnt out, I think. And maybe you, you would just dry up. It makes me think of another phrase. If we only create when we're getting paid, we are becoming essentially like a mouse getting a pellet. <laughs> we are training our brain to only create things to pay the bills. Mm. I think that was Todd Henry from The Accidental Creative said that. I think there is a lot of truth in it and it does impact us, doesn't it? If we're, if that's our mentality and our mindset. Yeah, I think you have to be careful not to fall into that trap. It's difficult because obviously we all have to pay the bills. So it is important that we earn money. It's like that thing of um, when you hit upon something that's really popular and you know will sell, it's very tempting to to keep making that because there's there's the audience there, you know, the customers are there for it. And yeah, it's a difficult one because there's the temptation to do that and to kind of follow the money. But then you can become very uninspired because I know personally, I like to work on lots of different projects. I like to keep things fresh. And you know, this is why I work in different media and why I don't just stick to landscapes, you know, I am kind of branching out. I'm, I'm trying different colour palettes at the moment and I'm trying to learn different things and look at art. I'm like looking at books and trying to take it in because I want to, I don't just want to stick to the same thing all the while. I think that is really important as an artist. And I, I definitely agree with that because I remember maybe a few years ago, maybe 2015, 16 just going through a really low low time I mean there were other personal personal things that were happening at the time that were difficult but it was imp impacting my creativity and I felt really lost like really lost and I was I mean I, w I was screen printing at that time and I had actually my own brand or label for that work but it just got to a point where I was just felt like a factory 
My ex-partner used to say, you know, you're not a sausage factory. <laughs> you know, just churning out the sausages. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you can feel like that. Yeah. And it, was, it wasn't until, um, well, we ended up moving. My husband had finished his work and we moved over to the Lizard Peninsula and actually we moved over to Poor Flavin first and it was there that I just started and suddenly saw what was in my envir- environment and I just started drawing and I think I mentioned in another episode that I'd started sketch keeping a sketchbook and that reawakened something in me that I think had died I just needed to connect again with my with myself creatively and that I wasn't just doing stuff for other people which I love doing stuff for other people but if I'm not feeding myself if I'm not actually finding joy as in my own joy from doing art then it's not going to kind of help with all the other stuff and I think it shows in the work I think when you make work that you're really passionate about I think people can tell you know, when they look at the work, when they see it, they can tell. And so that's, it's important in that respect as well. Yeah. So this, like the postcard project and then keeping a sketchbook and just doing stuff, which is for me, which is quite different to my client work, which is why sometimes people are quite surprised when they see my portfolio, uh, because it's quite different to maybe my work and my sketchbook. They both feed each other. And I enjoy doing the client work, but I need that time for myself as well to play about and to to um, work with new mediums like yourself, you know, to try different things out because that kind of keeps the fire going, really kind of opens other things in my mind as well. So if I'm struggling, like, say, with my client work, then I just work a bit in my in my sketchbook and it actually unlocks ways in which I can come back to my client work and, and finish it off. This sketchbook habit is is very valuable, really, isn't it? And I need to get into it. <laughs> I've bought a lovely sketchbook and I really need to do this. You just need to find your way, don't you? I mean, it, I'm not saying it's, it's the way to do it, but I just find it gives me a break. And you can just play, can't yeah, you, in the sketchbook? Yeah, yeah. play and, and um, work on maybe different ideas. So, yeah, that we talked a bit about, haven't we, things we can do that keep us occupied when we have quiet times. So, And there seems to be lots of things that we can gain, but I think we have to be then focused, don't we, and kind of have a little bit of a plan maybe when we, when we do hit the quiet times, because otherwise we could easily just descend into... <laughs> negative thoughts can't we and think oh yeah no no one's going to buy my work again or no one's going to employ me to to create stuff for them I've obviously fallen Mm. off the the edge it's crazy how quickly those thoughts can come on as well because you know things can be brilliant like literally just a month before yeah and then you're like no maybe my work's gone out of style nobody wants me anymore (laughs) yeah this will be the last painting I'll ever sell (laughs) and it's crazy it's it's really crazy because it's not rational it isn't (laughs) rational I know and you almost have to kind of like again not be very careful about tying yourself worth to jobs and whether people are buying your work or not buying your work yeah and that's something that's so easy to do you know I think a lot of 
if I'm honest, my self-worth is tied up in that. And really, it shouldn't be. It should just be part of part of the bigger picture. Yeah, it's so, it's so it's so hard at times, isn't it? So, like, how how can you stay positive? I know I definitely find being around other people who are encouraging and who are able to kind of like, like we said earlier, remind you of what you've done. And I think another thing I have noticed is when I have gone through a really quiet period. I have mentioned it to my followers because a lot of artists and illustrators follow me on social media. So um, I think talking about it openly, it makes other people open up to you. So then they'll say, oh, yes, I go through this all the time, you know, and, and it feels really bad. So it's like, you know, when you're all in it together, you know, it's not just you. And I think that is true when you share maybe what what's happening with your with your community um you're allowing other people also to share their fears or their their worries and exactly and in that way you all lift each other up yeah because you find them people do then want to encourage don't they and they offer offer kind of advice or offer support and i know it's really helped me when somebody else has mentioned this and um you know i've been going through a time like that but i've been keeping quiet about it and then I've seen a post by somebody and they've said what they're going through. And I'm like, at this sense of relief, you know, it isn't just me. You know, this is this is something that we're all dealing with. And I think as you become more established in your career, I think that perhaps it evens out a little bit. I found this um, in the earlier days, it really was feast or famine. So I was either really busy or there was nothing going on. Whereas now it seems a little bit more even throughout the year. Um, but even when you're really established, you will still go through times like this. Nobody is immune. I think probably even the most successful illustrators will go through quiet times, whether they um, speak about them or not, because some people prefer not to. But I've always thought that it's helpful to be honest about things. Because you, you never know who else is out there feeling terrible and the fact that you've been honest about it might just really help them. Definitely. And also it, it gives people realistic expectations as well. I think people think that selling your work, I know that I have had this from people who aren't artists. They think, oh, you just put your work online and it sells and it's that easy and it isn't easy at all. It's actually it takes years to build up, you know, a, a big enough following that you are selling regularly. And it takes there's a lot of hard work involved in all of it. Yeah, so it's not at all easy. And I think that that's a mistake that people make maybe at the beginning. They think it's going to come a lot more easily than it actually does. And I guess then people then doubt themselves because why isn't it happening like it happens for them? Then you get back into the comparison thing, don't you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, where, where you don't really know somebody's story. So you're judging them by what you're seeing of them now, not the 10 years it's taken them to get to that point. And probably the many quiet times they had or still have. Mm, yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking of what kind of benefits that I've gained through through the quiet times. And I've definitely gained in terms of 
maybe enrolling on a, on a course or or something to improve my kind of skills. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. I think it was 2014 where I did a Make Art That Sells course with Leela Rogers. That was changed a lot of things for me just because first of all I was surrounding myself lots of different artists mm. and you and I always find that when you kind of see what other people are doing but in a in a supportive way not in a uh what are they doing but in yeah. a way that you're <laughs> like all see the positives of other people's work like you say it, it raises everyone together and it's it's a great environment if you can find something like that, you know, or find a, a community that helps, you know, to motivate you to to improve yourself. And so I, I definitely, from doing that course, saw great gains in, in my work as in terms of just being able to, you know, work through Illustrator, apply things, work out how things work, a lot more technically savvy about the programs that I was using. I picked all that up because I was surrounded by lots of people also wanting to improve their skills. I would, I would definitely say if you if you know that you're going to have a quiet time or you think that you're going into one, try some courses. And there are lots That's of... That's a great idea. Yeah, lots of courses you can do which you don't have to pay lots for. Yes, for me at that time, it actually was an investment, but I've seen the benefit from that investment. You know, sometimes it's good to invest as well because then it makes you accountable as, you know, you feel like you've got to turn up, you've got to put the work in because you've paid yeah, that's a really great idea. I like that. And I'm sure actually lots of people may have done that over this lockdown period, maybe. Yeah, I think they have. Mm. Yeah, it's the perfect opportunity, isn't it, to do something like that? Or even like um, scratching that itch, you know, when, when you feel like, oh, I wonder if my, if I should work on that. And then, you know, that really helps you develop your work. I think it's so important that you set yourself small goals you know, so during that time that it's quiet, make sure you set yourself some small goals because that will keep you motivated and, and focused. I think, you know, you're if say like each day you say, right, I'm going to draw in my sketchbook or, you know, I'm going to do a page of this for for an hour or something and then meet that goal. It will just keep you motivated and keep going rather than thinking Again, going into a spiral of, oh, I can't do anything. No one wants me to do anything. It Just by achieving things for yourself, I think will really help you and keep you going. I don't know about you, but um, another thing is that I often have opportunities that come my way, but I don't have the time to follow them up properly. And so I think during the quieter times, it could be the ideal opportunity to get back in touch with all of those people and just follow some of those leads. So, yeah, to, to contact people and to follow up with things. And I think a lot of people are also a little bit worried about following up because, you know, if you've left it a few months, you think, oh, no, I've left it too long now. I can't possibly contact them. But um, I think good things can come from that. And the worst, you know, the worst that can happen is you receive no reply or they say no. You know, and that's not the end of the world. So, yeah, and I need to follow my own advice on this because I'm often a little bit worried about um, following up if I've left things a little bit too long. 
And so I think that could be a really good plan when you're going through a quiet time is to, you know, think who were those people who contacted me, you know, a couple of months back when I was too busy, see if anything comes from that, see if anything new. And that works also, you know, for contacting, you know, creative directors or art directors or people who you know actually would actually I could send them a little email just to say you know just see how they are you don't have to be demanding in the email you just have to say I just wanted to update you on the work I've been producing recently and Mm. it you know it doesn't have to be long and probably is it it's better if it isn't a long email just getting back in touch with people reminding them of who you are or if you haven't spoken to them before, then you're introducing yourself to them. But so often time will go past very quickly and you think, well, I haven't actually contacted anyone in a few months. So maybe that's why maybe it is a bit quiet as well. Yeah, you you are right. You kind of like, if you're a bit more proactive about getting in touch with people. That's it, yes, being proactive. And I think if you, you know, if you've had the opportunity during the quiet time to work on updating your portfolio, that could be the perfect time to get in touch with somebody and say, hey, look at my new work. You know, you might find this interesting. So that could lead to something as well. Exactly. Or like send out a newsletter. So if you... Yes, yeah. If you're building a kind of community around your work maybe it's time to update them with what you're doing what's going on oh yes newsletters um i find that they're something that when you're really busy you don't have the time to do that because they do take a bit of time to put together and so they often get put aside and during the quiet times it's the perfect time to reach out and get in touch with those people who signed up because they want to hear from you yeah and you never know what will come from that I know that I sent an email out I think before lockdown and I just said that I do commissions and I you know would love to do commissions of where they are or or buildings or whatever and I did actually get some work through that and I I, yeah I don't know why I didn't actually twig beforehand that actually (laughs) the the community I've got right in front of me may actually be interested in in uh, commissioning me as I say newsletters are great for that because a lot of my sales come through the people who are on my mailing list because these are often the people who are kind of like your biggest fans or your you know collectors your people who will buy from you fairly frequently and yeah I think getting in touch with them and and perhaps making that a priority or if you don't have a mailing list the quiet time is the perfect time to start putting one together looking into that and just building your own community away from social media so that you're not relying upon that and you know you have something that's just yours this group of people who really want to hear from you and you know if you just send out an email a month I think that's probably enough in most cases yeah there's no harm in doing it It doesn't matter if you've got 10 or if you've got a thousand it's important to keep in touch with those people you just need one one person to say Oh yeah, my there's a birthday coming up this month. I would love to have some work from you. So you just don't know. Or it could be an art director who signed up to your newsletter and they've been on on it for like six months and then you just happen to send out work that that they see and they're like, Oh yes, that that'll really work for what I have in mind. Um I'll have to get in touch and ask for that. 
And you see, if you didn't contact them, they may, you know, you may have dropped off their radar and they are not necessarily thinking about you. But then, you know, if you present them with something new, it could be the perfect opportunity. And you never know who has signed up to your mailing list. I've always been surprised when I found out who some of the people are. Yeah, you just got to give people the opportunity, though, to do that. So make sure on your website you have a sign up form. I would just say that. And it's so easy to set up now. MailChimp, you know, is I use as a my provider. It's very easy to get plugins and things like that. I used MailChimp for quite a while. And now I use Squarespace's integrated uh, mailing list. And yeah, they've launched that, I think, fairly recently. And so for the past year, I've been building my mailing list on there. So it's all in one place. So my shop, my website, my mailing list are all with Squarespace now. So it's, I find it much easier to manage. You see, this is a good time, isn't it? When you're in your quiet times to just reevaluate how you present your work. Where is it? Where is it all? How is it all looking? You know, yes, working quest- on your website. Yeah. That's a really good one for the <laughs> yeah. quiet times. Because yeah, that's another thing that takes a lot of time and often gets neglected. So... I think taking the time, taking a day or maybe even a couple of days to go through the work you have on there and perhaps edit it a little bit, you know, take some away. If it's older work that's not so relevant or doesn't work so well with the other pieces, I often take the time to do this every few months with my website. I will completely, you know, go through each section and change the wording, get rid of anything that's unnecessary you know, and just refresh my portfolio. And that the the downtimes are the perfect time to do that kind of um, thing as well. Yes, definitely. Just give everything a little bit of a tweak and a see it again with fresh eyes, don't you? Rather than, you know, not thinking about it or, you know, not really giving it time. So this is good. We've kind of talked a lot, haven't we, about what we could do. And what I'm really getting a sense of is that we don't need to fear so much these quiet times especially if we know that you know we're working well with current clients um you know we're getting feedback which is good so actually maybe we should just see the quiet times as a bit more of part of our practice yeah and as an opportunity yes so when they come along you go wow right now I have the time to work on that new body of work to update my website to build my mailing list all of those things that you've wanted to do yeah just to concentrate on those and before you know it the work will be rolling in again and you'll be like no (laughs) no you'll be yes (laughs) yeah so we do need to be realistic don't we realistic um but always being hopeful you know things won't stay the same that quiet time will soon go by and you'll be wondering when am I going to have time to finish all of my work (laughs) Natasha do you want to tell us what we're going to be chatting about on our next episode in the next episode we're going to be looking at diversifying your income why it's important and the different ways in which we can do it we'd love to hear your thoughts on what you do during your quieter times Do you see it as an opportunity or do you start imagining the worst? Let's continue the conversation over on our YouTube or Instagram accounts. You'll find them just by searching creative catch up or at creative underscore catch up on Instagram. 
And if you're enjoying our podcasts, please leave a review on iTunes. It'll help us connect with more folk just like you. So until next time, stay positive.